This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Musicians have been making millions of dollars in recent weeks for auctioning off their music in the form of an NFT, or non-fungible token. Grimes made nearly $6 million in 20 minutes doing it. EDM artist Blau has made more than $11 million. And Kings of Leon just released a full album as an NFT. I recently caught up with Chase Danzig to fill us in on how NFTs work. He runs a YouTube channel called The Bitcoin Express and recently released a video titled How NFT Will Take Over the Music Industry. Here's our conversation recorded on Monday, March 8th. First, let's just go over the basics. How long have NFTs been around and how did they kind of start? Like, what are they in their basic sense? Yeah, so it's a good question. So NFTs have been around for years, but they only recently became popular. There were NFTs already in like 2017, 2018, and an NFT, it stands for a non-fungible token. So pretty much it's it's a digital item that you can't copy. So before we had cryptocurrency and all this blockchain technology everyone hears about, there was no such thing as a digital item that is unique, right? Anything digital, just copy and paste. You can copy anything and it's just, it's not unique or rare. But then with this technology, we figured out how to take a digital file and make sure that it is unique. So even if you copy it technically, right? You have an NFT that's a picture or a song. Even if you copy it, everyone will be able to tell that it's not the original file. So that's what an NFT is. It's a digital file that you can't copy. And what we're doing now is we're taking art, we're taking music, and we're turning it into a digital file that's rare. So it's pretty much just like, uh, you know, we have a painting that might be rare, but if someone makes a replica of the painting that looks like the same exact thing, it's not the real deal. So it loses, it loses all its value. So that's pretty much what we're doing here with these NFTs. It's digital art or digital music that is unique or, and rare. Give us some examples of how like an NFT works. Like what are some examples? Like I understand they could be like memes or artwork or music. So can you just give us some examples of what they, what they look like kind of in the trading world? Right. So NFT could be anything that's a digital file. So for anyone's listening that's maybe a little more familiar with that, we have MP3s, MP4s, JPG, PNG. These are all digital files that you have on your computer already. So you just take that and you turn it into an NFT. People right now are even taking screenshots of tweets from Twitter, like Jack Dorsey, the CEO. He took a screenshot of uh, the first tweet ever and he turned it into an NFT and, and now he's going to go ahead and sell it. Someone's probably going to buy it for a million dollars. So anything really can be an NFT, anything that you could turn into a digital file. If you're a musician and you have a song on your computer, you can just take that MP3 file. Maybe you have a music video, it's an MP4, and you can just turn it into an NFT and it will show on the blockchain that you, the artist, from your address, you are the creator. You're the one that owns that NFT. Hmm. So talk about how NFTs have been playing out in the music industry. You know, I mentioned Grimes, Kings of Leon, and Blau, but tell me more on how they went about to successfully sell NFTs. Yeah, so all these musicians saw what was going on in the art world, right? All of these artists were creating NFTs and selling them for a lot of money, and it's very easy to get the whole thing set up. So then we had a few artists come out, musicians, and they turned their music into NFTs. 
So one of the biggest NFT sales today, I mean, I say today, but it's like pretty new. It's only the last few months is a electronic musician, Blau. And he did a total of about $11 million in NFT sales. And one of the NFTs he sold was three, about $3.6 million. And all it is, is just like their music samples, right? So at first people see these things and they're thinking, why would you pay for a digital item when you can just go online and listen to it for free? So the first reason is it, it's a collectible, right? Today, I can go ahead and listen to any song on Apple Music for free. Yet we have people that have paid millions, hundreds of thousands for old vinyl records because it's a collectible. So that's the first step of this whole thing, right? It's a collectible. You like the artist. You want to be the first one to get the, this digital file. Also, we've had some other people like rapper Ozuna. He did about 800,000 in NFT sales. Grimes, of course, she did about 6 million in NFT sales with music. It was like a picture with music. Kings of Leon, right? They're going to auction off their album in NFT form. So that first step is that collector's, that collector's value, right? So that's the thing maybe people don't get at first, but all you have to do is look at, you know, these old vinyl records, right? You can get that for free today, but people are willing to pay the high price. But then this is the part where it starts to really become revolutionary. Not only do you have a collectible, but you can add utility to it. So whoever wins this NFT, right, whoever owns this NFT, they all get additional features. So Blau, right, the one that sold $11 million worth of NFTs, one of those NFTs went for about $3.6 million. Whoever owns that NFT, right, whoever won that, they're actually able to use that, redeem it for a custom song from the artist. And I know that Kings of Leon, right, with their NFTs, they're going to add perks and features. Whoever wins this NFT, they'll get, for example, front row tickets at our concert. We'll send them a signed T-shirt. Uh, the guy from Linkin Park, Mike Shinoda, did the same thing. All of these artists are taking NFTs. First, it's a collectible. Now it's a collectible with utility. And then that brings to the third and fourth part of this whole thing. It's so easy for them to do, right? No third parties. You don't need a record label. You can just go on your computer. It's so simple. There's all these tutorials on YouTube. You create an NFT. You enter the marketplace. You sell it. You bypass all these third parties, the labels, the marketers, and you get all the money directly. And then it gets even better. It's like a lot of these platforms have a feature of giving a royalty. So as long as that NFT was created on that platform, you can attach a royalty to it. So also, even after you sell your NFT of music or art, you get, direct, you get the money directly. And then when that's resold the second time, the third time, you continue getting royalties. So I guess it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. It's so new and there's so many things you could do and you could get creative. And it's just everything is working out so far. So, I mean, I'm thinking about an NFT, like, like the idea that someone is buying an NFT for millions of dollars, one blows my mind. I mean, you, you brought the point up in your YouTube video, you know, a Wu-Tang Klang album sold for $2 million because it was like a one of a kind, right? So it's a collectible. So I can understand that. But again, like the idea that so many folks think that they can sell NFTs for so much money, but then I'm thinking like, okay, if I, if I had a bunch of money and I want to play the NFT game and I buy an NFT, like what happens 
after I purchase it? Like, do I have, is it like I'm purchasing a master? You know, when, when you think about music, you know, you have your master recordings and that's kind of, you can maybe get royalties off of the master recording. So if I own an NFT, will I continue to generate money if that certain song is played because I own an NFT of a sample of that song? Right. So that's where the creative process comes in because all the artists and musicians, they can attach whatever they want to the NFT in terms of it having utility. For example, Kings of Leon said in one of their articles, you know, front row tickets to concerts. But maybe if they want, it's up to them. They can say you get front row tickets to our concerts every year for the next 10 years. So you can get creative with it. But in terms of the actual NFT being a collectible, that's where it becomes a little bit dangerous. We're definitely in the sort of form of a bubble right now in this NFT space, especially in the art world. Just everything is selling. And some people buy things that they buy it, it has value, and then over the years it gains more value. But a lot of things, don't they, they crash and they don't come back. So in this NFT space with music, there probably, not probably, there will be a lot of NFTs that people buy for a high price and they think they got the best deal ever. And then two, three years from now, all they have is some NFT that's worthless and maybe it doesn't have any utility. So there, there's definitely risk in this market, right? It seems right now everything is going up and it usually, it usually is connected to the crypto market, right? Cryptos, NFTs are related. So if the crypto market's doing well, this whole NFT market's doing well. And then when the crypto market crashes, then these NFTs tend to go down. And that's kind of what happened in 2018 because there were NFTs in 2018 already that sold for hundreds of thousands. And then some of those NFTs that were sold for hundreds of thousands in 2018, they can't even be sold today for you know $200. So it is a risky space. So, you know, when you're talking about the utility of an NFT, you know, that that artists are saying, okay, if you buy this NFT, I'll give you the album artwork with, you know, my signature on it. Um, Or, you know, Kings of Leon, you know, you'll get front row seats for the next 10 years or whatever it might be. I mean, that's the same funding model as, you know, Kickstarter or GoFundMe, where, you know, we've seen this a lot in the music industry where someone's trying to, you know, help fund an album and then they do it through crowdsourcing and say, hey, if you're fans of my music, help me fund my album. If you put in, you know, $10, you'll get, you know, a t-shirt or if you put in like $200, you know, I'll play a private show at your home, like that kind of thing. So how is this any different than, you know, a program like Kickstarter? So this model lets a lot more people get involved and it's much easier. So if you have Kickstarter, right, obviously you're using the Kickstarter platform and whoever wins, they win, right? But in this case, this digital NFT, something I didn't mention is you own it. The artist that creates it, they own this file. They can take it with them and they can sell it anywhere they want. There's a, there's a ton of marketplaces. So you can take the NFT and you can put it on this platform or that platform. And then whoever wins that NFT, it's up to them. Maybe they want to hold on to it. Maybe they want to sell it to a new person. And you have this whole marketplace that everyone can get involved. So for the most part, it's, it's a simple, easy process that anyone can participate in. Right now, I, I can just go on my computer, I can take an art file, a music file, I can turn it into an NFT and have it listed in maybe 10 minutes. Very easy process that everyone can get involved with. Whereas Kickstarter, there's a lot more, I guess, red tape and not everyone can get involved in it. 
Or if you don't hit, you know, your your goal, then the whole project is done. So there's a little more there's a little more risk there. So let's say if I'm an independent artist listening to this interview now, and I want to say I want to get in the NFT game. I mean, I I watched your YouTube video. Again, it's called How NFT Will Take Over the Music Industry. And you said, you know, this really works for people who have a reputation, you know, who have some clout that people are willing to pay sometimes millions of dollars for an NFT. But if I'm an indie artist, can I get in the game if I don't have a huge following? And if I do, how do I even go about creating an NFT? Yeah, definitely. So I'm taking this from the art the art side, right? We only see in the news that someone sold an NFT for $5 million, you know, $10 million, whatever it is. Those are the top of the game, right? Those are the people that are very famous. So I have a lot of people, they reach out to me and they're saying, well, okay, this is good for them. The rich are just getting richer, but what about me, the smaller guy? But what they don't realize is, yeah, you might not make a million dollars on your NFT, you know, if you're not as famous as, you know, Kings of Leon or these other people, but you don't need a huge fan base. And I saw this with the art world. I have a lot of people that are artists that follow my channel. And some of them have, you know, Instagrams with 10,000 followers, or they're in some WhatsApp group, or they're in some form of a group that's not big. They have a following maybe about 10,000, maybe some 20, 30,000. Those people are already able to start selling their work. You don't need a ton of fans to start selling your work because if you think about a brand new artist who's been, you know, hustling and grinding for a long time, they're not making any money. Let's say they have a fan base of 100 people, right? 100, that's not anything crazy. And they make 10 NFTs and each, each NFT is $100. They sell a $100 NFT to 10 of their fans. They made $1,000. That's $1,000 that they really couldn't have made in any other way. And what's really cool about anything that's digital, right? Just forget NFTs for a moment. Anything is digital, it has the power to scale. Right now, when you want to perform a concert or you want to perform somewhere, there's a certain amount of people that you can reach. But once you enter a space of something that is digital, it can scale the whole entire world, really. I mean, the whole world right now is on social media. If someone has a song or a piece of art that goes viral and something like TikTok, you know, a million people can see it overnight. So I think that's part of the power of NFTs and it being digital. It can really scale to so many people for no extra cost. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in summary, um, you know, how do you think this will impact the music industry? I mean, obviously right now, you know, folks are not touring. A lot of folks are struggling in the streaming era where people aren't buying physical albums and they're getting, you know, a fraction of a cent per stream. So overall, how do you think NFTs could impact the music industry? So it's going to continue to work for the big artists, right? The ones that already have a lot, a big following, they're going to continue to make money. But then for the smaller players, it's going to be an option, right? So I think the misconception here is, oh, this is going to be the whole industry. It's not. We're still going to have the traditional process and record labels, but we have the option now. So a smaller person that's just coming up, they can try to go this route, or if they want, they can go the traditional route with the record label. That's the whole benefit here, I think, that you have the option. You're not forced to do it. So you're going to have smaller artists who are very popular on social media, right? They haven't, they they don't have to go through a record label to build up a fan base. They already have the fan base and they can go directly to the consumer. So I think it's definitely going to work that way. But also it's not, I guess in the video I made on YouTube, I made it sound like, you know, it's going to take over the world and change everything. 
But then I came back to reality and I realized the record labels, they're still going to be here. And I could definitely see them adding rules to contracts. For example, if you sign with us and you decide to sell NFTs, we get a 10% fee from your NFT. So I, I don't think it's going to like take over the industry as in it's going to get rid of the traditional music business, but it's definitely going to shake things up and it's going to give people the option to take more power back if they want that. Some people don't want that. Some people, they want the record label to do all the marketing and get everything done for them. But then there's those out there that want to take that power. So they actually will have that opportunity with this new model. Interesting. Well, I've been speaking with Chase Danzig, who runs a YouTube channel called The Bitcoin Express. He recently released a video titled How NFT Will Take Over the Music Industry. Chase, thanks so much for explaining all this for us today. Very welcome. And I'm very happy to be here. That was Sun and Vision. KEXP wrapped up our spring fund drive on Friday, and it was a great success. We had a goal of raising $650,000, and we raised more than $788,000. And we did that through listener support, because listener contributions make up the majority of our operating budget. If that's a funding model you can get behind, you can still give at kexp.org slash sound. Or if you want to support this podcast, you can also do that for free by sharing this podcast with a friend, subscribing to it, or rating and reviewing this show. But most of all, thanks for listening.